Well, good morning on Spreaker, Instagram, and uh, everywhere else. I'm Alex Garrett. I woke up feeling like I just want to talk. By the way, this is a great cover by Mumford and Sons. Got a hand from Kudos to my friend Zach for pointing this one out. Um, but today is the final day of January. And I, I thought about this last uh, week when I was on the COVID line. Sixth negative test, by the way. I, I don't know if there's three awards for negative COVID tests, but six of them is, is pretty record-breaking, I think. Uh, of course, those who need to take it every week, they're having more negatives, which is also great. Uh, unfortunately, some are not, and they have to, and we pray for them. But it is the end of January. How do we get through here? How, how do we get through the end of January 2021? When the ball dropped, when we saw 2021 hit, we thought, all right, we're out of 2020. Six days later, there's an insurrection at the Capitol. Um, we have an inauguration. We have all of this stuff going on. And here we are, January 31st. I am thankful for one thing, though, about all of this. Um, that it didn't feel like every day was a new year in one month. You know, last year, every month felt like a different year. You know, it was just, it was just strange. At the same time, I'm seeing a lot of repeating narratives heading into February, right? So we still have an impeachment trial awaiting. We still have the fact that COVID is around. There's different strains. We've got to fight this thing. We've got to get the vaccine out there. And um, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again. So I feel like we are in a groundhog year right now. And literally, you know, God and the world just hit repeat on um, on the year. Hopefully not not that bad as it was last year. But it is wild because we did also mourn Kobe once again this year, like we did last year. But I digress. Personally, personally, um, this was an interesting year. As you know, I'm almost 30. I'm going to be 30 in uh, on October 20th now. So I'm calling this like documenting the journey to 30. Uh, I think that that's could be wrong. Um, so here's the thing. I looked up the actual date I was released from the hospital, which was uh, 77 days, I believe, from October 20th. That would have put it at January 5th. And January has always been a strange month personally. So when I was in college and I was more aware of my body, I actually got a lot of different health issues. Oddly enough, right around the time the Australian Open was on. So I'd literally be laying in bed a little sick to my stomach with something, watching tennis to try and get over it. So uh, that's kind of something I've been thinking of, how I got to overcome that. Um, I mean, I literally would call a basketball game. I remember this, like, freshman year of college. Called the game, and then all of a sudden, uh, I just didn't feel well. And later that night, I ended up, going to the ER. Uh, that was a couple of Januaries, and that, those were scary, and something I certainly don't ever want to repeat again, but life will happen as it happens. I mean, I'm doing what I can to take care of it. But so to get through those, and then overall, to get through 29 years and nearly a month since being released from the the NICU is a strong feeling. It's It's something, you know, in me that is just bursting out to talk about. I don't remember any of the time in the NICU. I can only remember through photos. But I can remember hearing how exciting it was to go home to East 44th Street and 
how welcoming the doormen were. Bob, Jesus, we miss you, Jesus, at age 44, by the way. Tragic death with that, with our beloved doorman, Jesus, only 52 and he died. Life is not easy. Don't ever take it for granted. Um, and by the way, in my town, I'm, I, I'm just, this is cathartic for me just to get off my chest. So, so here we're doing it. But when I got home, I know it was like a big welcoming. I know it was a big deal to be released, obviously. I don't ever, I, I know I have a NICU story. I know I was there. I don't ever consider myself a NICU survivor. I don't, I don't embrace that title, although maybe I should because it's truth. And it's special, especially when your anniversary does come around every year. And to actually know the date uh, makes January 5th uh, makes January even more special because you can literally say, hey, here's where I've gone from that day and here's where I am right now. And if you see the pictures, I don't know if, you know, you'd think I'd be literally sitting here talking to you. But God uh, got us through that and he's got us the last 29 years and nearly a month on a journey to 30 and so I'm very grateful to literally get out of another January basically unscathed. Another COVID negative test. Got to see a few friends this, this month. And now we go to February. And I've always thought uh, February is a very interesting time. I, the last four years with the president in office, President Trump, February was not a dull month. But let's be honest. What is going on after the Super Bowl and, you know, for sports world anyway, after the Super Bowl, and then, like, for opening day for sports fans. Technically, over the years, the news has been pretty dead uh, that whole February. Because once the Super Bowl is done, it's like the air is out of the year until summer. <laughs> well, no, not summer, but till March Madness, put it that way. But every day in February, the last few years, has been eventful. I'm kind of curious to see what goes on. Obviously, this will be eventful because the impeachment trial will be starting the day after the Super Bowl, by the way. So if you guys want to take that National Monday holiday off, that's not happening. I mean, we're going to all have to watch this thing unfold and see where it goes. But imagine that. You're going to have a Mahomes-Brady Super Bowl. You're going to have uh, spring training back up and running. You're going to have trial that could determine whether or not Trump does get to run again, and if he does in 2024, if he gets to even. A lot of consequential things in just a short amount of time. So we just got to be preparing for it. We got to be ready for it uh, with an opener, with an open mind, a clear head. And hopefully it doesn't get cold. But of course, we're starting off February with a possible storm. So while we leave January, and it was a pretty, uh, you know, besides the 6th, the January ended up being okay. Didn't end up being like this crazy thing every day. I don't know what March or February is going to hold on. But personally, I've never felt um, January as personable or as personal as I have, as I do now. Knowing there are dates to attach to it that matter. I'm a very date-oriented person. I mean, I just, I am. I like anniversaries. I like. 
remembering certain days that things happen, looking back. I mean, facial memories actually helps now with that, right? Literally, if something big happened, probably talked about it on social media and Facebook preserved that for you. So there's that. Um, but I just, I love it. I love commemorating things. I, I love the fact that for the eighth year in a row, I was at 111 on 111. I mean, those those quirky things matter. And um, that's why I post about them. As uh, ever posting as it may seem, that's just, just, just something in me. Um, socially, obviously, February is going to be a very hopeful month. I mean, look, you know, some say they're going to, they should open up indoor dining now. I, I think, I think opening it at least for February 14th is going to be nice. 25%. It was just so funny because I was talking to my dad about this. I said, look, Valentine's Day, nothing's going to be open. Cuomo must have heard me because that later that day he said, you know what? We're opening 25%. And they were saying, well, you know, and I will not, I will not call Cuomo a hero. I will make that clear on this platform right now. Because of the underreported death, because lockdowns did seem extenuous at times. And it's okay to say Cuomo wasn't the hero everybody made him out to be. He wasn't the Emmy Award winner everybody made him out to be. And that's fair to say. And so I'll say first, people will be praising him. Oh, and, and, well, not people. Actually, he will be praising himself for opening up. We will look at him like, could have done it a while ago. Could have not underreported deaths, but there you go. Uh, so, yeah, there's that social aspect that, that's going to be opening up in the next um, in the next couple weeks here. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, obviously, school's still doing the whole blended thing or stay at home. That's not easy, and hopefully by September that gets turned around. But all eyes will be and should be on what the vaccine process and the vaccine progress gets made here uh, because that's going to be big. If we really can up the doses, as President Biden has been saying, then you can start to see more openings. I think injecting us with more money during this time may make sense in the short run. But where are the efforts to continually push the the vaccine uh, supply? Not the encouragement. Again, I don't believe it should be mandated. I believe that people have a choice to get it, and they should. But if they choose not to, I mean, that they're just being dumb. Uh, that being said, we've already had million, like over a million vaccinated in New York, which is really a good thing. Lots more to go. Eight million people in the city. Well, there was. Uh, we'll have to see how many people are there now. But, you know, we'll get there. And as I think about this, it's just like, okay, so on this journey of 30, I've gotten through another year, uh, another month. What's next? What can I do to survive February? Obviously, the COVID thing is a big deal. I actually like the fact that there's only 28 days. Um, that 29th day in 2020 last year probably made things feel a bit, a bit elongated. I don't know. But we're going to have 28 days. Non-leap year. Keep it simple. And most importantly, just keep um, 
Just keep at it. Just keep staying safe. Uh, so how about you guys out there? On Spreaker, on Instagram, alexgnyc.net is my blog. alexgnyc.net is my blog. This is obviously my uh, Instagram handle and, and everything else. And Spreaker, if you're listening, subscribe. I swear, I don't know how it's happening, but the listenership keeps soaring on there. I, I keep looking. We just hit 21K in under a month. 1,000 more plays in under a month. I don't know how that's happening, but thanks be to God it is, and thank you for listening, for watching, for for being there during this journey. And it won't always be about a journey to 30 because there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, For instance, did you know, uh, this is very interesting, and I'm hoping to have him him on, but apparently Robin Hood was being confused. Twitter users were confusing it with, uh, you know, the whole game something. Twitter users were confusing Robinhood app with Robinhood NYC. So on LinkedIn, I had seen like Robinhood NYC CEO Westmore speaks out, and he's like, yeah, I'm not Robinhood app. So there is a Robinhood in New York that looks like they're looking out for little people, whereas, you know, Robinhood app gets pressured to shut down the trading. They do. People not happy about it because they're like, hey, you know, and I, I failed to mention this in my last podcast, by the way. But isn't it funny? Robinhood app. And I'm no stocks guy. I don't invest in stocks. I don't want to invest in stocks. I just have no desire to. It's just very risky. I'm not willing to take that much of a jump. I do that someone that... um did take a jump with a 10-year-old who had a GameStop stock he was given in, uh, to his family two years ago uh, on Kwanzaa, actually. Interesting story there. But isn't it funny? The idea of Robin Hood stealing from the rich to, take, to give to the poor. Well, they're saying, no, we don't want you to take that much, so we're going to shut you down. I, that irony was just didn't fly over my head, and I don't think it flew over many. Um, so anyway, I'm hoping this week to have Westmore of Robin Hood, um, the largest anti-poverty organization in New York. Seems like he would not. Uh, and by the way, you can follow him on Twitter at I am Westmore. Uh, seems like he would not huh, shut down, you know, the opportunity to. I guess you have. I hate saying the word equality too. Like I. But to have some fairness here, he wouldn't shut down that opportunity. He's actually providing opportunity for fairness in New York, which is pretty cool. I think so anyway. So follow me, I am Westmore. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but there you go. So January saw that as well. Uh, January did see the retirement of Drew Brees, and uh, Brees. I think, and I will always say this, and I'll say this on Pro Bowl Sunday because I, obviously he wouldn't be playing today if there was a game. Most career passing yards, won a ring, and he seemed to be the most, um, out of all these elites that have won more than him, he seemed to have worked so hard to do it. I, I don't know. It's incredible that Tom Brady has stayed healthy all these years, and by the way, 
I am not going to talk about Tom Brady the next week. I, I can't. I can't stand listening to two weeks of this. No, I'm not going to. But, but for the moment, I will say this. Tom Brady makes it look ridiculously easy. He just throws it up, and there you go. It's like landing in the lap of the receiver. How he does that every time, I don't know. It is a skill and a half. But, but, Breeze always gutted out those wins. I mean, look, they gutted out that win against the Colts in the Super Bowl. Onside kick, genius move. Then Breeze was just on fire. And, of course, what I, I most admire by by this year is he had to adapt. Okay, Alex Smith adapted to... We don't understand. When people get injured, they have to make an adaptation to that injury. Um, they make it look flawless most times. Unless they do get injury prone. But they make it look flawless if they can return. But behind that, oh my gosh. Alex Smith having nearly a leg amputated on FedEx Fields turf, which also did see Joe Burrow go down this year. And he had to take, yeah, I think he had to get an ACL surgery or something like that. But you look at Alex Smith. Leading the Redskins to the playoffs. I know they're six and ten. I know that division was crappy. But come on, what a comeback he had from where he was, literally on a hospital bed, about to lose his leg, and they saved it, and they saved his career, and he saved it by working hard. So you saw that. Then you see what week week six or week whatever. Oh, Drew Brees is out. He's got goes down with broken ribs. I think he had like four. Managers go out and on a Friday night on Chris on um yeah Christmas Day becomes the passing uh, leader in most career yard passing ever. And he didn't do it healthily, totally healthy. He did it with broken ribs, and so that's why. Uh, not having the Pro Bowl this year will kind of be tough to see. I mean, they're going to do the Madden thing, but that's nothing. That's that's totally different. And on the adapting front, I, I just want to again give a shout out to KMJ Love, who was on the podcast this past week, um, talking about the late Cadence Mara Johnson feeding tube trach passed away at the age of five. And her mom took that legacy of low cadence and turned it into an adaptive wear store for kids with special needs, for people with special needs, not just kids. So kudos to them, to Raquel Johnson Poole for doing that. You got to take a listen on that. Also, uh, on the adapting front, look, I'm still trying to cover, like, what? how do we adapt to this Biden administration? How do we figure out what's going to work, what won't work, you know, every time of the executive orders he's signing. I'm mainly focused on what the heck is going on with this, with this disaster. He says we're on the trajectory, we can't stop it. Well, maybe we can. And here in New York, by the way, they reopened the 15 hubs they shut down, which is great uh, after we thought we were running out of things, we got the supply, and now we're back in business, which is, which is good to see. Uh, and one story that I didn't even talk about because this other stuff was just, uh, well, the Kobe day on Kobe's day. 
Um, on the anniversary, Kobe's passing, I talked about that and adapting to his loss a year later. But I got to say that the little adaptation that I had done this week, and there you go, I'm finally fitting it in after all this time. I really want to talk about it. Uh, and maybe you can share your adaptation story with me. Alex G in NYC at gmail.com. Alex G at in NYC at gmail.com. Email me there. I'm there, man. I, I answer. Uh, my adaptation story, though, it has to do with iced coffee. And, and, you know, it's freezing cold, so why would I get iced coffee, right? And some people do. When you're on a kick, you're on a kick for that, and you just want it no matter what. Okay. So, <laughs> I basically am right next door to a Starbucks. And I do get Starbucks almost every day. I hate to say it. But the little adaptation I had this week was putting the iced coffee in my jacket pocket. It's literally a cup holder. You know, holding things uh, with crutches is never easy. It's doable. I mean, I had stuff once and I fell and I thought I broke my shoulder. Turns out it was just a crack. Nothing major. The shoulder was in a sling, actually. And remember those days? Uh, For three days, that was uh, unlike anything I've ever experienced. But it's because I had too much in my hand and I fell down. And uh, the best part of that day, though, I will say, uh, when I fell and and, and felt my shoulder kind of crack and was like, what's that? I had to do stats for Queens College Baseball. I was game to do them. And the trainers were looking at my arm. And the SID at the time said, uh, can he still type? Meanwhile, I'm barely, you know, I'm barely moving my shoulder. It just was funny to me. I got the job done. But I just, it, that moment um, sticks out. Anyway, so I don't have much. That is an adaptation I have to understand for myself. Is with the crutches, I can't carry a lot of things. So what do I do? I have it where I put my iced coffee, and I get a smaller one, right? Because the bigger one would fit. Get my iced coffee, put it in my pocket, and literally roll up the block. Not freezing cold from holding it, but literally as it's just there as a cup holder. It's, it's pretty cool. So I'm sure, and I talk to a largely able-bodied audience as well, but I am sure. No matter who you are, every day, every minute, or maybe every minute, you're making an adaptation to your life as well. I can't imagine 29 years ago, and nearly a month now, the adaptations my folks had to make for the apartment just to make sure I was comfortable. But they made them. And that is why I'm here today. My parents, Vic, made the and, and Vic along the years made those adaptations for me to be here talking to you right now. I am one thousand percent convinced, and I am forever grateful for that. I am forever grateful that they made that process from leaving the NICU to the apartment on East Forty Fourth, and the family and friends we have around that had around that move have around now. DD Spirit, Grandma Mouse Spirit, also with us. Um, Vic's 
mom, Mal. They all made adaptations to make this life more comfortable. And I am forever grateful for that. And it's never lost on me. It grows the gratitude muscle, I guess. If you say. It really does. Because as I, as I want to grow, I want to know and get through different months on this journey to 30. I want to know who helped me grow. I, and I know who did it, but I want to know how. And you just look at the pictures of the old machines and the apartment and the feeding tube and the suctioning and everything that went on after the release from the NICU. That is love to go that length. And while we go and adapt for loved ones, I also believe it's also admirable to see how people in certain situations can adapt for themselves. I started adapting with Alex Garrett because I really wanted to show that amputee, and it was inspired by amputees because they're not just sharing that they're an amputee. They have a story to them. People who become disabled don't are showing, are telling their story. And I just think that my calling is now that because I didn't experience that kind of adaptation, I was born naturally with the one. And I thank God that, I thank God nothing happened in life to lose it. I, I thank God that this is the way it turned out. But I think to give back and to really um, be thankful is to highlight those who are adapting to their situations and inspiring others to adapt as well. There is no doubt uh, that it can be easier not to get up in the morning and just lay down and rest and say, we'll get better tomorrow. And a lot of this quarantine has become, we'll do it tomorrow. And that's, I, I kind of think of that habit too. But it is about the now. It's about the, what can I do to get out of bed right now and empower myself to get up and at him and in the world? I used to be a morning person, but quarantine kind of just killed that mood, I guess you'd say. And so I'm more just taking it day by day. But I am excited every time I just take that trip back to New York City amidst all this. When you get a label put on you, like high risk, you start thinking, I start thinking anyway, I'm not going to feel high risk. I'm going to measure that label, be measured in the way I respond to it with safety, but I'm not, I'm not going to let it keep me from doing things because that's just not who I not who I was raised to be. Not who was brought home 29 years and a month, nearly a month, January 5th, 1992. 
That wasn't who was brought home to just sit down. No. It was, okay, let's adapt to this. Let's adapt to the safety precautions. Let's adapt to what we need to to get this virus out of our country. And then we'll all be better off. But I think for those who do have that label, it's it's like, what do we do? And my advice is adapt to it. Live your life and do what you got to do. Have fun with it still. While you can. And so that's that's the story. Always looking for the great stories of adapting. Always looking for the great stories of people that continue to and then, and the best part is they don't think they're inspiring. They just know they have a story and they want to tell it. And they can tell it. And they should tell it. Because we're getting to a place now where if you don't talk about the way you've adapted, you don't talk about the way life has changed you, and you've adapted to that change, you almost, as I've said before, don't give that energy or pass it on to someone else. You keep it inside. You can't keep it inside. Because you know what? There are tons of people out there in this lockdown, in this quarantine, who are just totally ready to not do anything. We got to get them out of that shell. And we can. if We just inspire people to tell their story. Day by day. Hour by hour. And with that, I'm Alex Garrett. We are through January. We are through... Well, I am through another month on my journey to 30. And together, we are on our way to a crazy February. But you know what? Thank God we could say we're going through it. Do I want to fast forward to see what, like, months ahead breaks? No. I want to live right now. I want to see what right now can bring and the adaptations that are needed for right now. Because that's how you grow in the long run. That is how you grow. Have a great day. Alex G in NYC at gmail.com and Twitter, Instagram, Alex G in NYC and Facebook at Keeping It Real with Alex Garrett. Well, actually, no, it's actually just Alex Garrett Podcasting. Um, The at there is real Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. Keep adapting. Always adapting. And we're not going to have to adapt to February. Oh, boy. We'll see what that brings. Take care, everybody.